First Peter chapter number four. What I'd like to do tonight is just take a few minutes. I've I just been thinking about this. God's been nailing me with this and and just trying to help me because boy, I'm a I, I don't know about you, I'll just I'm a knucklehead. Sometimes I'm I'm a slow learner. And God's got to repeat, 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 repeat. Uh, and uh, I want to get this, and this is a very important topic. It's a very important thought. Uh, the message, the topic that I want to bring to you tonight is the will of God. The will of God. First Peter chapter number 4, verses 1 and 2 is what I want to read to you, and then we'll look in here. The Bible says this, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh... Now look at this, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust. The lust is desires, okay? To the lust of men, but here it is, but to the will of God, but to the will of God. God has desires. God has a will. One of the things, and you, you folks in here tonight that are with, uh, with me consistently at RU, forgive me, uh, but we, we have learned, one of the things that I've learned through RU is we've learned what the soul is. We've learned that the soul is the mind, will, and the emotions. Okay, we learned that it's the mind, the will, which is desires, and emotion. And God has a will, and God has a desire, and God has certain things that he wants. One of the traditions, and probably your families do this as well, but one of the traditions, the last birthday that we just celebrate was, was Branson's. And one of the things we try to do is we try to ask them, what kind of, what's your favorite meal? What do you want? food-wise? What, what kind of cake do you want? What kind of ice cream? What are we doing? What we're doing is asking these questions. What is your desires? What do you want? What do you desire? Do you realize God has a desire? And he wants us to get in on those desires. Many times we ask, and I, I know we had the privilege of being here for the graduation this past year, but many Christians ask young people this question. Now, it's not necessarily a wrong question, but it's a question, here's what they ask. What do you want to do after graduation? Amen, graduates? Any graduates in here? You hear this a lot. What are you going to do after graduation? Or what do you want to do? It's not necessarily a wrong question, but the way we should be as believers asking that question is this. What does God want you to do? What does God want you to do? Because let me tell you something. There's things you might want to do, but it might be ple not pleasing to God. And so let's ask that question. And so the question that I want to present to you tonight is this. What does God want you to do tonight? By the way, God's will is not just for young people. It's not just for middle-aged people. It's, not, it's, it's for all people. Are you hearing me? Okay, it's for all people. God's will is for all people. And it's not just in these big areas. It's in everyday areas of our lives. It's everyday areas. And what we think of these major decisions, but God wants us to do this on a daily basis. What is your will? What do you want? I'm going to give you some verses here tonight, and uh, I'm going to use Pastor's uh, mountaintop version here, okay? He's going to give you just some highlights of some verses, but I'm going to give you some things. What is God's will? What is some of God's desires? Romans 12, 2 says, 
and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now listen to me, and be not conformed to this world. Are you hearing me here tonight? Boy, the world is trying to push us and form us and make us into their thought patterns. And our world is messed up in their thought patterns. I mean, this is crazy. Violence, these riots, all this craziness going on. And you know what? If We can fall prey to those craziness in the thought pattern of this. God says, don't be conformed. Don't think like the world. Don't look like the world. Don't even smell like it. Let, let's, let's be conformed to his image. And so we're seeing God's will is this. He wants us not to be conformed to the world. Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world, here it is, according to the will of God and our Father. So we see that God wants to deliver us out of this present evil world. Praise God for that. There's hope. There's help. We also see in Ephesians 6, 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, and here it is, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. That's a verse that it's easy to quote, but it's much harder to live. Don't please people, please our Savior. I got to say this, I have to stop here and say something with right here. When we came down here, when we moved down here from Virginia, and I began to go into different facilities, I said, God, this is my prayer. I said, God, I want to get in this facility. That was Naples Jail Center. And I said, God, my only purpose is this. I want to get your word in, and I just want to, I want to just sow your word. It's all about your word. It's all about you. That's what I want. I want your word. I just want you to flourish your word. It's, and let me tell you this. I said, that's what I want, God. And this verse right here reminds me, I'm, I'm a servant of him. At the jail, you know who takes out the trash? You're looking at him. You know who cuts up the papers that nobody else wants to cut up? You're looking at him. You know what Steve Ludwig does sometimes? Complains about it. I'm the only one. Those lazy, dirty, scatlerwicking bums won't do nothing. And the Lord said, didn't you say, get me in here? Bless your word. I'll do whatever you want. See, that's God's will. Now, do I like that? (laughs) No, but it's God's will, and I know that's the best for me. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, and I'm giving you mountaintop verses. There's, there's multiple verses about the will of God. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, setting you apart, that you abstain from fornication. God's telling us, hey, stay away from these things. Stay away from the sexual temptation, the sexual sin. Stay away from those things. That's his will for our lives, for everyone, for special believers here. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Oh, but... In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Wow, in everything. That means even when your wife is hurting so bad and you can't do nothing and there's no more medication that you can give 
Now let me tell you something. I ain't want, I'm just being real with you. There's times I don't want to thank God for that. I want to get aggravated and frustrated and fuss at him. But that's not what he says. He says, give thanks. That's my will. That's what I desire. Then it goes on. One more here, and I'll get into the message. Then it goes on in, in 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's God's will that people be saved. And people is being saved, even through the craziness of this world. God is saving souls. And God wants us to continue to be the, the ones who are giving out those gospel tracts, who are con- consistently talking to people, witnessing, asking them, if you die today, do you know for sure you would go to heaven? That's God's will. And that's not just for yesterday. That's for tomorrow and the next day and every day. Sometimes we forget this is a daily thing. So, back to God's will. What does God, I want you to ask, what does God have for me in his will? So let's look at the will of God here. Let's look at as far as the plan. The plan. God has a plan for every life. As we look at chapter 4, we find a contrast between the will of the Gentiles, which is the old life, and the will of God, which is the new life. We've all lived, every one of us in this room, we've all lived the old life. But there should be a decisive moment when we are determined to live according to God's will. There should be a decisive moment saying, I don't, I, this is it, right here, I want to do what God wants. I want to I fulfill God's desires. I want to do what He wants. I, I was riding in a vehicle uh, many years ago, Pastor uh, David Martin. He took me in his car, and we're riding in the car. I've had many bad experiences with pastors in cars, okay? I've gotten grilled in pastors' cars, and so I was a little nervous when I was riding in his car. And he began, and the, here's a question that he asked me. He said, Brother Steve, I know you've been at the church here for a lot of years. He said, I know you're serving here at the church as the youth pastor. He said, I know that you're doing these things. You're fulfilling. You're doing your job. And here's the question. What do you think God wants you to do? Did you hear me? He said, what do you think God wants you to do? And then I began to begin, God, what do you want me to do? What what would you desire for me? Now, here's the thing. You tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. I've never been incarcerated. I've never been around anybody incarcerated. And God says, I want you to go to prison. Yeah. That's what God, that was God's will. God began to show me that. But until Pastor David Martin asked me that question, I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that God has a plan for me. By the way, God's got a plan for you. It doesn't matter your age. Matter of fact, I'm encouraged by that. There's a lady in the church, in one of the churches that I go to, and uh, she is, I don't even know what her age, I wouldn't even want to say that, but I know she's got to be in her close to 80, at least 80 years of age. She was a pastor's wife for many years. That was God's will. Her husband ended up getting uh, um, like dementia, and she took care. That was God's will. You know what she's doing now? She's helping widows. She's got a widow's ministry. 
See, God's plan never stops. God's will never stops. He's got something on a consistent basis. We just got to be asking him and seeking him and want to please him. So we see the will of God, which is the plan of God. And then we see the price that God paid for this will. We see the price that he paid. It would be the most tragic thing to live and die, now get this, and never have the opportunity to live the new life. You heard that, now I want you to comprehend it. It would be the most tragic thing to live and die and never have the opportunity to, ha- to live the new life. See, when you got saved, when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, he made you a new creature. He gave you a new life, and he wants us to take that new life and go with it and do his will and do his desires, and he wants us to succeed. But the problem is, many times, we don't take that new life. We don't follow that new life. We follow our flesh. We follow our own desires. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, and I may mention of this, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You and I can rejoice in the fact that the Lord purchased a new life for us. A new life. It's a life without the sin that Brother Jim was quoting the verses. Wow. You know what? Physically, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good shape, physically. But you know what I'm looking forward about heaven? This, this flesh, gone. Sinful nature. That's what I'm looking forward to. You ever get sick of yourself? Don't raise your hand. Sometimes I get frustrated with myself. The Bible says here in, in 1 Peter chapter number 4, for as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh. Here's what I begin to learn about this. Christ suffered in the flesh for us. When the flesh suffers, he begins to work on us. And this is what, it, through this whole thing with what Misty's going through, man, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been up and down. I've been on a roller coaster trying to deal with and learn how to do this. And God showed me that when he begins to work in our flesh, give us a little pain, it's not all a bad thing. Because what happens is this. When the flesh starts controlling you, you're doing your own will. You're doing your own desires. But when the, the flesh, you realize, oh, that flesh, I can't do that. And God allows that pain. He allows those problems. Then what are you doing? You start focusing on your spirit. God, I can't do this. I can't handle this. And so it's not all a bad thing. That's what God's teaching me. He's teaching me his will. He's got a purpose for this. But he suffered. He suffered. And I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time with this, but you get this. The crown of thorns, the nails. This, this hand right here, this finger right here, the middle finger right here, I was out one day. As a matter of fact, it, it's almost a year, but a year ago, I was out putting pavers down along my house. Bryson had bought me a brand new dead blow hammer, and I was excited about it because that thing, you hit those, I mean, it just drives them. Well, it drives more than pavers. It drove the nail right off my finger. And let me tell you something, when I hit that thing, blood. Those of you who know me, I don't do well with blood. 
Call me a sissy and I'll say amen, okay? When I put my finger and I took it and I could feel I could move that finger now around anywhere I want it, I began to get a little oozy and woozy. And the pain. Ooh, Nellie Bob. I'm telling you, nothing compared what he suffered. He's paid a price for that will, his will for your life. He's paid a price for that will, that new life that he wants you to have, that new life that he desires for you to have, that good shepherd we heard about this morning. That's him. So let's move on. We see the will of God, which or the plan of God there. We see the price he paid for the plan. And then now I want to take us to the pathway, the pathway to God's will or the pathway to the plan. How do we get to God's will? What do we do? As we read in that first verse, it says, for as much as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, now look at this, arm yourselves likewise. Arm yourselves likewise. I looked up that word arm. The word arm means uh, to equip, to prepare yourself. And so God is saying, equip yourself, prepare yourself. And the way we prepare ourselves to find God's will is putting on the armor. Because the armor is something that God wants us to put on. That's a part of his will. Um, It says, God says that we have an armor, and that armor is the pathway to the direction to God's plan. We're to arm ourselves with the mind of God, which comes from the word of God. We've got to arm ourselves. And God's saying, hey, put on the equipment. Put on the armor. Be equipped. Because if you're not equipped, you're going to be overtaken. The Bible says here in Galatians, or excuse me, Ephesians chapter number 6, and I'm not going to read all this. I'm going to give you some highlights of this. But Romans 6, 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This is what God's will is. Being equipped, being prepared, being ready for the battle that you're going to endure. What does that equipment do? That equipment identifies you as a believer in Christ. I walked into a, a in one of the pods, and when I went into the pods, uh, there was a man said, "Hey, chap, can, can I talk to you?" And so I began to walk over this way, and 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 right beside him, this guy who wanted to ask me a question was another guy. And when I looked at him, he gave me the dirtiest look that you could give a person. If looks could kill, I would have been dead. As I walked away, this is what he said i got to be careful here because i got a few young, young people. Um, he said, burn in hell, devil. That's what he said to me. Here's the thing. He didn't say it until I walked away. He wouldn't say it to my face. The next day, I go into the same pod, says the same thing to me. At first... It bothered me because I'm like you. I want everybody to like me, right? We want people to like us. We don't want people to, oh, you know, I want to beat your face. And we don't. But then I got encouraged. And here I, there, here's how I got encouraged. He was identifying me. <laughs> I was like, 
I like this. Say all you like. Say all you like. Because you know what? I want to be identified. When people see me, I want them to see Christ. Amen? That's going to be our desire. But when we put on that armor, when we equip ourselves, that's what people see. People don't see who they see Christ in you, the hope of glory. So are you prepared? Are you putting on the armor? One of the things, and I'll move on. i got to keep moving here. Uh, just recently, and I, forgive me, are you folks, but I went to the jail, and as I went to the jail, I, I, I got reprimanded by the chaplain administrator. And she, she said this to me. She said, the officers are complaining because you're going in and out of the doors too much. Because when you go into a pod, they got to open up the doors and they close them. And they're complaining because they're having to open them too much. My first thought was, I'm the chaplain. That's what I'm supposed to do. You don't even pay me and you're complaining? And I, 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 I got a little attitude. I did. I got a little, I was like, what? And you know what? Now listen to me. When, when things happen, God has a purpose for it. And you know what my first desire was? We don't want me here. I'll just quit. I thought that. Don't look at me like that, because you would too. But you know what it was doing? It was working on my mind. But see, when you're prepared, you with me? When you're prepared, you got the mind of Christ, you're ready. They say that in the power of God, you're overcoming it. See, it's no longer Steve. It's the power of God in Steve. It's the spirit of God. And I'll I'll be honest with you, I struggled with it. And I thought, what am I going to do? I mean, I got to go in out the doors. <laughs> I got to go in. I mean, I got to do this. This is what God called me to do. And so I, I, I began, God, give me wisdom. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm going to do these lessons because you, you opened the door. And God gave me this thought. And praise God for this church and praise God for the people. This right here, this gospel track, it says, thanks for your service. God said, give that track to the officers. He said, give that track to all the officers you come in contact with. I went into one of, the, one of the pods, and I went in there, or actually I went into the control room where the officers are, and I said, sir, I said, can I say this to you? I said, one of my, probably my worst downfalls is this, I don't say thank you enough. I said, here, I'm going to give you something. Thank you for your service, because I know this job is not an easy job. But let me tell you something. I'd love to told you the first day I went, I did this, but I didn't do it the first day. But when you're prepared and you're equipped, praise God, you can do it God's way and do it with the desires that he has. Let me move on. The pathway to his plan, we're to be prepared. We're to be equipped. We're to follow that plan. The next part of that plan or that pathway is this, yield to the plan. Yield to the plan or yield to God's will. Romans 6, 11 through 14 uh, talks about likewise reckon. I love that. I love that Southern there. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies 
that you should obey it in the lust thereof, but here it is, neither yield your members as instruments of righteousness, or excuse me, your members as of unrighteousness unto sin, but here it is, but yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. God's saying yield. You know what yield is? I'll just give you a, a quick definition. Yield is to give the right away. You know what God's telling us every day? Give, yield to me. Give me the right away. Give me the right away every day. As I told you, going, you know, they were complaining about me going into the, the jail and, and open the doors too much, and I'm thinking, what do I do? And then I begin to say, Lord, send me to the people that you want me to go today. I yield to your will. I yield to your plan. I want what you want. That day, I got to go in. I got to talk to this guy, and he asked me, Chap, that's, he said, Chap, can I ask you a question? He said, is it wrong to gamble? He, he already knew the answer. He did. He already knew the answer. But I began to show him in Scripture. I began to show him things. To make a long story short, I, I had the opportunity to share the gospel with him. See, that was God's will. But if we don't yield, we don't get to enjoy that and use our, our instruments, the, our bodies that God's given us for his glory and for his desires. All right. We're on the downward stretch. Plane's coming in. We're getting ready to hit the landing strip here in just a few moments. Yield. Yield to him in every circumstance, every disappointment. We are to yield to God. Yielding is the pathway that leads for God's will for our lives. And then lastly, here it is. Actually, I'm saying lastly, but we're almost there. Do the plan. Do the plan. Philippians 2.13 is a verse that I memorized many years ago. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. God doesn't want you just to know his will. That's not sufficient enough. He wants you to do it. He wants you to do his will. And we have a choice every day. The Bible says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is Ephesians 4. And put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. See, God has a plan, and it, he wants us just to simply do it. That's all he wants. He said, do Do my plan. You know what the results is? Righteousness and true holiness. That's what the results. That's what he wants us to do. When we're fulfilling, when we choose, we choose to let the new man live and do what God wants. That's saying no to our flesh. That's saying no to our desires, and it's saying yes to God and his desires. And here's lastly. It is possible for Christians to miss. God's will for their lives. It is possible for Christians to miss God's will for their lives. You say, how is that? It's because they're either going to serve themselves, which is their flesh, or they're going to fulfill the will of God for their lives. And normally what we do, and I thought about this, and you think about this, 
from a little kid and from a young child, you're, you learn to satisfy, to fulfill the flesh. You're thirsty, get a drink. You're hungry, get some food. If you want to do this, you do this. If you want to buy that, you buy that. What are we doing? Teach, hey, get, give the flesh what it needs. You don't hear much about starving the flesh. You don't hear much about it too much. But God wants us to learn to starve the flesh and feed the spirit, that new man. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder we don't have God's power. No wonder we're not seeing God work in mighty ways because our flesh is controlling us. Let's not be one of those Christians who misses God's will for their lives. Let's not be that Christian. Let's be that Christian who says, I am going to do the will of God for my life. By the way, 1 Peter 4, 2 that he no longer shall live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. It's either the lust of men or the will of God. It can never be both. It can never be both. May God help us. This coming week, God, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? Prepare yourself in that time with him. Prepare your mind. Put on that armor. Continue on and uh, yield to the plan, but not only yield to it, do the plan. One of the guys that was here is a preacher, and I am finished. And I can't remember. He was from West Coast. Um, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he said this, if you don't plan to do it, you'll never do it. If you don't schedule it, you won't do it. May we schedule, may we put God in our lives. Say, God, I want you here. I'm going to spend time with you. I want to find your will. What would you have for me to do? You'll be amazed what God will do with you if you yield and do his will. Let's have prayer. Bow your heads. Father, I thank you for just a few moments. Lord, simple message. God, I, you just keep burning it in my, in my heart and in my mind. God, may we just continue to look to you. What do you want? What is your desires? We have family members. We, many of us are married and have spouses, and we have desires. We, we want to please our spouses, and, and, and we want to please our children, and we want to please, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God, many times we put you on the back, in the back seat of our lives, and we don't ask you, God, what do you want? God, you, you gave your son that I might not only have forgiveness of my sins, that I might not only have a home in heaven, but, God, that I can have a new life, and that new life in Christ. And, God, so sad that many of us have the pleasure of a new life, but we're not living it. God, help us. May your Holy Spirit work in hearts according to your precious will, because your will is the best thing for us. And God, may you enable us. And I know you already have already done that, but would you give us the courage? Would you give us the boldness? Would you give us the desire to want to do what you want that we might show you, God, we truly do love you. And God, I just thank you again for the privilege and the honor that you've given me to stand here tonight. Bless the invitation and bless this dear church. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.